Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Hey friends, welcome to episode 430 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. I am your host, Kevin Huntsberger, and this week we're going to be hearing from Vinnie Barry, the author of The Wrestling Vault, The Pro Wrestling Vault, Volume 2. Uh, this is, of course, under the Wrestleville umbrella. I have all the information on how you can reach out and get a copy of this book or the previous books that Vinnie has written. He's been a guest here on the show before. We'll get to him in just a few minutes, but I... Um, I do want to start off this week, and, and I feel uh, bad about this. I uh, did last week's podcast, and, and sometimes I do these podcasts, and I write out what I'm going to, not what I'm going to say, but I have a script, not a script, a uh, rundown of sorts, uh, talking points that I'm going to make uh, for for the episode, and I did not do that last week, and in my haste, I failed to mention the passing of WWE legend Leaping Lanny Poffo, also known as The Genius. And I, I did want to take a couple of minutes to reflect and, and remember him because he was a guest on this podcast as well. Uh, I shared that link on Twitter uh, shortly after the news of his death. But, um, you know, I was very fortunate to get uh, to know Lanny very, very briefly, um, met him in person in 2012 at WrestleCon with Chad. There's a picture of us. We're dressed like Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura. And of course, getting to meet Lanny Poffo was part of the WrestleCon experience that we had that WrestleMania weekend. Uh, but then in 20, I think it was 2016, might've been 2015. It was the first few years of the podcast though. Um, Burt Prentice had hooked me up with Leaping Lanny Poffo's information, and uh, I actually recorded it for, at the time, I was doing some some stuff with uh, another podcast, another YouTube show, um, and recorded it for that, but was allowed to repurpose it and use it for the, the My One Two Three Cents podcast as well. And I had talked to Lanny before as well, because there had been a little bit of a debate here in Southern Illinois, if Randy Macho Man Savage had attended SIU, Southern Illinois University, uh, at Carbondale, and it turns out that he did not, or at least according to Lanny Poffo, his brother did not attend SIU, and <clears throat> there is, uh, uh, you know, the debate uh, part of it is stemming from uh, the restaurant uh, McAllister's in Carbondale has a picture of Macho Man on the wall, it's part of their uh, decal or part of their, like, permanent permanent-ish uh, artwork with famous Salukis, famous Southern Illinois University alumni, and Randy Savage is among them. <laughs> it's not true, though, or at least, again, according to Lanny Poffo, it is not true, and I apologize for my voice today. This is about Lanny and, and remembering him, and 
again, being grateful for the opportunity to talk to him a couple of times uh, on the phone and then, of course, meeting him in person was uh, a nice uh, bonus as well. But a lot of people loved the genius run and I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed his work as the genius, but I feel like Lanny Poffo was one of those enhancement talents that we got to see that, you know, fell into the, uh, maybe a little bit higher level than special delivery Jones, maybe say, or, uh, Jose Luis Rivero. If you watched WWF in the mid to late eighties, you know who I'm talking about. Um, but then, you know, you had Steve Lombardi, who became the Brooklyn Brawler, and Paul Roma, and Lanny Poffo. Like, those guys, to me, were like the uh, upper echelon of the enhancement talent. Um, and Lanny Poffo was very unique in that he had the poetry gimmick going on, and even though he was a quote-unquote jobber. Um, and I know that some wrestlers find that term derogatory, but, you know, as that enhancement talent... He really made an impression on fans, I think. And I can remember hearing his poetry, uh, you know, before the matches, reading it in the WWF magazine, uh, the Frisbees that they did. I mean, they really went all in on this character that was not necessarily a uh, supposed to be a household name. But I think that his genuine, um, you know, good nature and kindness and, and personality came through and he you know, was able to make a, a lasting career and a, a lasting impression on us fans. And I think probably for me, my uh, biggest memory, my most long-lasting memory of Lanny Poffo, of leaping Lanny Poffo, was that WrestleMania, or pre-WrestleMania 3 Battle Royal on Saturday night's main event where Andre the Giant headbutted him and Lanny went out over the top rope and was split open and was bleeding like crazy. Um, so I just remember like the drama behind all of that and, and watching that as a teenager and being like, holy cow, you know, this guy is legitimately hurt here. Um, and then of course, as I mentioned, transitioning into the genius and beating Hulk Hogan by count out on Saturday night's main event, teaming up and being a part with Mr. Perfect. And they were a part of that whole rift between the ultimate warrior and Hulk Hogan leading up to WrestleMania six. And in later years, we saw, you know, Lanny Poffo manage the Beverly Brothers and feud with Jameson and the Bushwhackers and, and whatnot. But uh, I always enjoyed the character, the characters. And go back and listen to that podcast if you are so inclined. I did share a, a quick clip of it on my TikTok as well, uh, where he talks about wrestling in the suit of armor, which I always found interesting as well. So check it out. Rest in peace, Lanny Poffo. I just, again, wanted to say a few quick words about the genius, about Leaping Lanny, the poet laureate of the World Wrestling Federation. Be humble when victorious, be noble in defeat, be there when your neighbor hasn't got enough to eat. Try to love your enemies and always be aware that in the Super Bowl of life, the tortoise beats the hare. I also want to remind you that uh, Stride Pro Wrestling is returning this Saturday night. We'll be at the Sioux Drive Center in Marion, Illinois. It is Softball Slamboree, a fundraiser for Swings Softball. And then in two weeks, it is Strideversary, March 4th. The card has been listed over at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling. I'm sure Tyler and I will talk more about that in the next week or two here on the podcast. And uh, working on some other programs and, and fun stuff. And working to do more videos on the YouTube channel. I've got a new one up uh, about the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. So go check that out at youtube.com slash 
My123Cents. Your support is always greatly appreciated, whether it is with Pro Wrestling Tees or Thigh Huggers or the Collar and Elbow brand. Again, when you shop on Thigh Huggers or Collar and Elbow, use that promo code My123Cents and you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash My123Cents and buy Stride Pro Wrestling or My123Cents t-shirts. Again, I appreciate it, friends. Stick around. Vinny Berry is coming up next. If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, as promised, this week on the podcast, my guest is Vinny Berry, the author of Wrestleville, The Pro Wrestling Vault. This is volume two. Now, you may remember Vinny. He, he was on, I guess, probably two or three years ago now with Lance by Chance, the Lance Von Eric story, and then Wrestleville, uh, The Pro Wrestling Vault, volume one. Vinny, welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you for having me, Kevin. So let's For folks that maybe didn't hear those previous episodes, give us a, a quick little um you know biography if you will of yourself obviously a pro wrestling fan lifelong like many of us uh talk a little bit about your your fandom and and your early days as a fan well i grew up watching world class championship wrestling uh back in the early 80s when the von Eriks were um you know the superstars on the Dallas scene and uh that was when also, too, the, the tragedies of the Von Erichs were happening and taking place. Of course, uh, a lot of people know that David died and then Kerry had his motorcycle accident and Mike took his his life. And uh, they had brought in Lance Von Erich. And uh, he was, uh, I think, by I'm not letting the cat out of the bag by any means by now. I mean, everybody knows that he wasn't. Uh, a family member, an actual Von Eric, and that was the subject of my my first book. And um, I have a website called Russellville.com where I uh, interview wrestlers, have podcasts on there, and I like you know I like old school wrestlers also, but also too I like the the newer uh, crop of talent that's coming up, and uh, you know. Anybody that's kind of original, kind of off the beaten trail, it's kind of usually uh, the people I like to watch. And so those are the people I, I get on my on my uh, podcast. So obviously, you know, and I and I, I think, you know, since uh, the pandemic and, and everything, 2020 is now three years ago. Everything just kind of all blurs together. And I and I'm I may be off a little on the timeline, but I, I believe uh, you did the Lance Von Erich book back in 2021. Uh, how has he been since that? I know that he kind of did a, a bit of a press tour with it. And uh, do you guys still keep in touch? Actually, we do. We talked about uh, about a month ago and um, we were talking about the movie and who was going to play him in the in the upcoming movie. And, you know, just his, um, you know, he's just kind of asking me if, he, if he thought that it would help sales and, and things like that. Yeah. yeah. I think, isn't MJF playing Lance in the movie? He is. Yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to it because like you, I also grew up in, in the 80s watching uh, 
probably my first, you know, my dad and brother watched wrestling all the time. We, I was in St. Louis, so we had wrestling at the chase. And I remember seeing some of those clips on from time to time, but it was really, I think what hooked me was the Kerry Von Eric, Ric Flair steel cage match that uh, ignited the Freebird feud that hooked me as a fan. And, and to this day, I'm still uh, a huge fan of, of Kerry Von Eric, the whole family, but Kerry was always uh, my favorite growing up. And, you know, I, I have him on my, my Mount Rushmore of favorites uh, for sure. But uh, what a great time and great memories and, and, you know, you getting the opportunity to kind of work with and, and do some business with uh, not just Lance, but some of these other wrestlers. And I was, you know, looking and thank you for the uh, copy of Russellville. Uh, you know, looking at the cover, I, I recognize immediately several of, of the folks on here, but there are some pictures that I, I don't recognize and some of the stories in the book that I don't necessarily know about. And I think that's the beauty of these pro wrestling vaults that you're putting together is fans who maybe grew up on WWE or grew up uh, or, you know, are, are just watching AEW right now. Um we're getting a taste of not only nostalgia, but also, you know, up and comers on, on the indie scene as well. And I think that's a great thing to have uh, uh, at our disposal now. I I agree. And, you know, um, I, 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 I like the book because, um, well, the stories are intimate, right? So, I mean, they're, they're kind of like stories of like, uh, I was explaining it the other day, like, uh, Thunder Rosa was in her story. She's explaining how, you know, during the uh, speak out movement or the me too movement uh, that took place in wrestling that uh, she uh, wanted to create a, a safe working environment, you know, for women. And, and that's how she came up with mission pro. And, um, and then also too, like Blake Christian has a story in there that he, um, a friend of his, uh, passed away and it kind of accelerated him into um, the uh, accelerated him on his decision of of pursuing pro wrestling right mm -hmm. but when I interviewed Blake Christian he had not been to NXT yet and he was you know not wrestling for GCW he was wrestling in Dallas and he was wrestling in Arkansas and Tennessee and he you know he uh, hadn't really broke through the mainstream yet. Um, and also, you know, so the book has um, my picker is, is somewhat good in, in the fact that I think I'm a lot luck, you know, there's a lot of luck going with it because on the back of the cover, there's a young lady right there in the middle. Uh -huh. uh, she's a uh, Thea Hell from NXT. But when I interviewed her, she wrestled under the name Nikita Knight, and she's out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. She made a pro, pro debut on AEW Dark against Thunder Rosa, and about I think a month after that match, I interviewed her, and about three months after that, she went to NXT. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and that was, I mean, there's a lot of luck in 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 getting that young lady and. And uh, she very humble, very nice, just good people, right? And she is a I, I like the story of her because she talks in there that you know she was a competitive gym gymnast all the way when she was like a little girl, right? And she went 
you know, she did that as long as she could. And then she became a uh, competitive cheerleader. And then she went as far as she could go with that. And then when it was, when she was kind of done with that, she went, she was like on social media and she came across some wrestling and she went to her dad and says, okay, dad, this is what's next right here. (laughs) (laughs) And, and here she is. And, and I like her attitude. Um, I like, uh, I like her spirit. And I like the fact that, um, I mean, she's driven, right? Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. if if she can stay healthy at, I think she just turned 19, you know, uh, she, oh. she has a promising career for sure. Yeah, that is amazing. Um, you know, as I mentioned, the familiar faces, you know, beautiful Bobby Eaton and Kamala specifically stand out to me on, on the, on the cover uh, of the book. And, and we lost both of them in the last few years. Uh, I was fortunate enough to, to have Kamala uh, on the podcast a few years ago before he passed uh, along with uh, um, gosh, now his uh, Kenny Casanova who wrote Kamala speaks. Um, and I think you, you've had a, a, you work with with Kenny in the past, right? Yeah, it was actually uh, we were chatting yesterday. Oh, cool! Very <laughs> yeah. Cool. So he's yeah, Kenny's a friend and he's a mentor and yeah, he's he's a good guy. Yeah, uh, well, Kenny made all that. I I he actually had reached out to me because I had taken a picture of Kamala at a Ring of Honor event in Houston uh, during WrestleMania 25 weekend, and he had asked if he could use the photo in the book. And this was back with the old iPhone and. I guess the the quality didn't translate into from you know social media on into the book, so it didn't make it. But we kind of established a relationship based off of that, and you know, I, I loved talking to Kamal. He was always you know one of those characters, one of those gimmicks, if you will, that I think was criminally underrated. And and really, uh, I loved reading about him. And then beautiful Bobby, uh, uh, several years ago, he was at uh, the Cape Girardeau, Missouri, is not far from where I live, but right now. Uh, he was uh, the wrestler who they brought in for the Cape Comic-Con. And I talked with his, his, his guy, uh, Brian Thomas at the time. And uh, he came, I was able to go over there and sat down and, and did a, a nice little interview with him as well. And such a, a, a nice, humble human being. And, and again, two, two of the greats that, that we lost way, way too early. And uh, I don't know if you've ever had had the opportunity to meet Bobby as well, but w- what a great guy he was. He was, he, you know what? I didn't get to meet him in person. However, when we were setting up the interview, um, uh, his friend gave me his contact information and then I had called him. And when I called him the first time, he was like, I think he was going to a wrestling event mm. and he goes, yeah, hey man, I, I'd be I'd be glad to talk to you, but right now I'm in the car and there's a few guys. And how about uh we talk? I don't know. He's like the next week or whatever. I said okay, and uh, we we talked for a few minutes, and then he says, hey, do you know what? I have to go pick up my wife, and I will call you back. Uh, I don't know. I think he said tomorrow or something. And I just, I just kind of had this thought, you know, I'm probably never going to hear from this guy again. You know, I've been writing about fighters, you know, MMA and boxers and wrestlers for, you know, 12, 12 years now. Right. And usually if you don't get them right then and there, 
you're probably not going to get them, you know? Mm -hmm. And, yeah. uh, man, he called me back exactly when he said he was going to call me back. Wow. And, and yeah, that to me, that went a long way in my book. And, and he was so nice, uh, Kevin, he was just, he was just so nice. And, um, yeah, I just got a really good story. And the story that he tells in the book was, you know, he talks about, uh, big Bubba, uh -huh. you know, uh, Ray trailer in the, in the book, who was the, uh, like, I guess the bodyguard for Jim Cornette. And he talks about, uh, wrestling with, uh, Dennis Condry. And then he talks about the midnight, um, express with Stan Lane and, you know, he just talks so fondly about everybody that he worked with in that, in that little, little group, you know, and, um, he was gen genuine and sincere and yeah, just a really nice guy. And, and I, I enjoyed the story for sure. Yeah. That, and that's gotta be the fun part of, of putting these books together too, is, getting to talk to all of these wrestlers who, you know, admittedly, I, I think, you know, I'm biased, but, you know, I think Bobby Eaton could have sat down and, and, and had a full book to himself. Uh, but, you know, maybe somebody like uh, uh, Cowboy Scott Casey, who's also on the cover, some of these other guys that are, and gals that are uh, interspersed in the book may not have full books uh, in their future, but, having a, a portion of a book like this is a great way to capture a snapshot of, of their career or of their legacy. And it, and it does leave something in for fans who maybe didn't grow up watching world-class like we did, and maybe don't remember Scott Casey, or, uh, you know, maybe they haven't seen Congo Kong in action, which I was fortunate enough to uh, be a part of an event that he was at. Uh, it was back with uh, Jeff Jarrett's global force wrestling uh, several years ago and and got to see Congo Kong and meet him for the first time. So I, that's what I like about this book and, and, and the previous volume one as well is you're getting these uh, moments in time, these, these stories that, you know, not everybody's going to have a podcast and not everybody's going to have the time or the opportunity to write a book, but you're capturing that history, uh, you know, a pro wrestling historian of sorts. And I, I don't know if you've ever viewed yourself that way, but I think you're doing a great service for, for wrestling fans, new school and old school. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And I, you know, I think everybody has a story. I, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that, you know, it's hard for me to commit to a full book. I mean, I, I read, I mean, I read books, right. But you know, it's got to be really good to keep my interest and and hold it because, you know, if if I'm I'm not enjoying the book, I I will put it down and and mm -hmm. chances are I'm not going to pick it up. With with these books, Kevin, you know, you just you can read a story before you go to bed. You can read two stories before you go to bed. You know, uh, you have nothing to do on a Saturday afternoon. You can sit on your porch and read a couple stories. Yeah. You know, they're not very long. There, you know, you you don't have to commit to the whole book. And when you come back to the book, you don't have to remember really where you were. You know, right. I mean, you just, you know, it's not like oh, I have to go back to see and to remind myself what happened. Yeah. You yeah. just start a new little story, you know. Yeah. And 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 the fact and and you you touched on it too. You know, yeah, a lot of these guys do deserve a full book, but you know, some of these people. Um, you know, 
they're a lot of these people are unknown too, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of like um, I gravitate to the kind of I don't know obscure or yeah. that's you exactly know. what I was thinking of obscure. Yeah, on some of them, yes. Yeah, on some of them, yeah, and then and then of course some days I get lucky, like and and I get jazz. <laughs> yeah, that was, or that's awesome. PJ Black or you know. Whose story in 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 volume two, uh, and and you don't have to tell the story because we want people to obviously buy the book as well. But who had a kind of a story that really was like wow, and and maybe things because I think a lot of us as fans we know, especially old school fans, we know a lot of the uh, you know the ins and outs just from hearing other people's podcasts. You know, Jim Cornette tells stories and. Bruce Pritchard and 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 Tony Schiavone. We hear all those stories about some of the more famous and popular wrestlers from the past. But who in the book kind of stood out to you as a as a good storyteller? Oh wow! Well, right, it's probably hard hard. It's like picking your favorite kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'll um, I I can kind of go through that. You know, answer that question in 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 this sense of. Um, so, you know, I've, I've read this over and over, right. Especially during yeah. the, the, the putting together process. Yeah. Right. And, uh, when the book came out and was printed, I was kicked back on my bed and I was reading a uh, Mario Mancini story. And then when I got done reading the story, I turned to my wife and said, you know what? That's a good story. <laughs> she said, she said, well, how many times have you read it? I said, does that make, does it matter? <laughs> you know, so I liked Mario Mancini's story, um, you know, because, you know, he is not ashamed to be called a jobber. He prefers being called a jobber. But here was this guy for eight years that put everybody over, right? And yeah. finally realized that he wasn't going to be a superstar in pro wrestling ended up going back to college somebody said hey why don't you become a a lawyer or go to law school he became a lawyer and then and then he got back into pro wrestling again as as a trainer and 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 he has a school him and his friends do i like that story i like the story with carrie morton he talks about growing up with his dad being uh, Ricky Morton. I like the story with Andrew Anderson because Andrew Anderson talks about three men who influenced his career who were uh, uh, Greg Valentine, uh, Kevin Sullivan, and Jimmy Snuka, and uh, Lilani Kai. I don't know if you've ever met Lilani Kai. I have not. A sweetheart of a person. A super, super nice man. And um. She was awesome, and uh, let's see, Mark Lorenz was interesting. He was an announcer at World Class. Oh, I remember him well. Yeah, during the, you know, the high yeah. and low time of World Class, I guess yeah. you could say. And there's a interview in here with Bill Aptor, which I was really glad to get. And I, I think the. Uh, one story that I, I was really proud of because it the way I got it was or you know it, it, it kind of fell in my lap but it wasn't 
something I knew I was going to use in the book until, um, you know, later on. But the story on the Northern Wrestling Federation, I was really proud of that one. Mm. You know, obviously we're on volume two. And I think when we talked last year uh, over volume one, you had said that this is probably going to be a multi-book project. Do you have volume three in the works? Are you thinking or lining up interviews and, and or have you already done interviews for that? You know what? I'm I'm probably going to put the brakes on 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 this at two. Okay. And um, I've got a autobiography that I'm working on. Uh, somebody else asked me uh, um, if I'd be interested in working on their autobiography. And then uh, Kenny was telling me yesterday of some people who may be available, too. So, um, you know, that interests me. And I was um, I was talking to somebody recently too. Is like, um, you know what, Kevin? I'm really proud of these two books. Yeah. And uh, I I think if I think if I do one more, I mean, yeah, it would be great and everything, but I don't want to. I kind of don't want to water down the series too. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to put something out there that I'm I feel like I'm I'm forced to oh I have to get another book out right right yeah exactly yeah and and these these were things that I was kind of working on uh simultaneously and uh it probably would have ended up in in one book but my friend told me he didn't want to read a book that was almost 500 pages <laughs> that makes sense that makes sense you know it's it's kind of like uh the uh, adage of, you know, will you watch? You wouldn't sit down and watch an eight-hour movie, but then we we sit down and and binge watch, uh, you know, our favorite TV shows in in you know, forty-five minute increments. But you know, to think about sitting there and watching that in a movie length is ridiculous. So, I get not wanting to read the book. But like you said earlier, I, I love the fact that these stories are, you know usually uh, you know three or four pages some of them are a little shorter some of them a little longer but like you said i i've kind of jumped around and i've 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 found you know the stories of of those who i recognize and am familiar with and then i've read some of of those who i've not heard of before which again to me is the fascinating part of all this because it's kind of like i feel like when when wwe bought WCW and and we got kind of down to just that and then you know TNA and Ring of Honor came up but uh you know those territory days were long gone and the indie scene wasn't nearly what it is today and now uh you know I I think the indie scene in a lot of ways like the true indie scene is is not uh as 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 different from the territory days uh you know everybody has their favorite but now we can see you know, obviously, I grew up in St. Louis and, and was able to watch World Class, which was based out of Dallas, and watch the UWF coming out of Louisiana, I think, at the time. So we were able to pick it up because of TV. But now with the Internet and YouTube, you know, I, I work for a small independent company here in southern Illinois and, you know, Stride Pro Wrestling has a YouTube channel. And now it's, you know, I, we get messages from fans uh, literally around the world who have seen or, you know, have heard of us. So. I love the fact that you're able to uh, create this this memory to go along with the memories of watching these men and women in the ring many years ago. 
Absolutely. And and then also, too, is like, you know, some of these people have been wrestling 20 years and they're not household names, you know. Mm -hmm. And then there's people that that wrestled for a long time that we haven't heard from for a while. You know, like, um, well, uh, uh, just incredible is hasn't been on the main stage in a long time. Uh, Susan Green has not either. Neither has Jazz. But, you know, we get to kind of check in back with them and see, you know, what's going on with them and what's happening with them. Um, one thing I wanted to when when you were talking about reading the books and you can read the stories out of out of sync and everything, um, you, you, you definitely can. However, when I've read the volume one, um, this this didn't happen in volume two, but in volume one, the way that it's written, it is it almost kind of reads like a a full book, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll explain that. Um, so, for example, I highlight the um, the NWA champions in this book. You know, I had some pictures and I put their their title years of when they had the that was one thing. And then in the middle of the book is like independent pictures right it's just different events of uh independent uh events across a lot from texas uh louisiana the the gulf coast because that that's what we had but there was some uh uh you know some uh what do you call starcade stuff in there too or wrestlecade uh sure. events uh but the stories um when i was uh reading this uh, you know, the stories kind of connect in such a way as like, you know, uh, Barrett Brown uh, talks about wanting to uh, wrestle Eric Andrews for the, the title and uh, Mr. Um, you know, he's, you know, that story with Mr. USA kind of connects. Um, then the uh, uh, Tracy Smothers and the Chris Michael story, if you read them, they connect. And uh, then Greg Anthony and Van Van Horn and uh, also to Al, Al, Alvin Minnick, they kind of connect. And just throughout the, the, the book like that, you know, you've got like uh, Harley Race. And it, to me, there was this magical thing that just kind of when you when you read one story and then you read six or seven stories down the way it ties into that that one story right so yeah. that was the kind of magical thing that happened on this one that i didn't it didn't really happen on that and i i can't tell you why that happened it just you know i hate to use the word organically happened but it organically yeah. happened. i understand that well as we wrap things up uh for, for this round Vinny, uh, tell folks where they can pick up a copy of the book yeah, you can definitely get a copy of the book at Russellville.com. That is Russellville, like a little town in a in a state, uh, Russellville.com. I have uh, the Lance Von Erich, the Lance by Chance Wrestling as a Von Erich. I have the Pro Wrestling Vault Volume 1 and 2. And the neat thing about the, the Pro Wrestling Vault 1 and 2 is every copy comes with a... Um, signature so uh i reached out to the uh some of the wrestlers who uh were featured in the book and they signed a uh like a label or a sticker and uh 
They autographed it. And in the new book, in the volume two, you can get Congo Kong, PJ Black, Jazz, uh, Sal Renaro, Andrew Anderson, Kerry Morton, Bam Bam Malone. No, not Bam Bam Malone, but Jeremiah Plunkett. And uh, I'm trying to think who else, but those are pretty, those are, oh, Lalani Kai. So there's some pretty good signatures that you can get. And each book comes signed. It's, and I sell them on my website. And also, too, uh, if you're out of uh, the country, you can order the book on Amazon. Sweet. And all my books. Awesome. Well, uh, we will have the link up uh, as we're recording this, obviously. But uh, uh, as you're listening to this, as the listener, the link is up in the uh, write-up portion, the uh, show notes for this week's episode. And, of course, you can check out... Uh, Vinny on social media. You're on Twitter. Are you on uh, Facebook and, and Instagram as well, or just on Twitter? No, I'm on all three of those platforms for sure. Awesome. So just look for Russellville. And uh, again, Vinny Barry, the pro wrestling vault volume two, you can check out volume one as well as the Lance by chance book, all great reads for any wrestling fan. Uh, it makes a great gift, but uh, I want to thank you again for being a part of the show, Vinny. Hey Kevin, thank you very very much, and uh, I'll be looking uh, I'll be looking to get in touch with you in the future too. I've got some good stuff in 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 store. Awesome, I look forward to that as well. Thank you again for for being on this week's episode. All right, thank you very much. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening, and have a great rest of the week. A happy Valentine's Day to those of you who do celebrate that, and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.